Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, a brand new podcast here that David Cole and I have decided to put together. And it's uh, it's kind of timely, of course, as we get set to head to Las Vegas. Uh, me for the 23rd time for the Supercar USA Super Nationals. This new podcast called The Outlap, essentially that precursor to an event that we're going to be going to. We do the debrief. After every one of the major events we have on the EK and Trackside Live Tour, but David said, you know what, why don't we sit down and kind of preview the events we're going to see at the Supernats? Let's preview the categories. You know, David's working his tail off, uh, busting out uh, class-by-class previews. You're seeing those on the website now, and they'll be there all, all this week as well. Uh, but he said, why not? Let's let's leverage the EK and Radio Network, and let's grab a, start a podcast that we'll use to do now audio previews as well, in addition to the editorial we have. So episode number one, it's November the 11th. It's Monday. We are essentially a week away, at least before I hit the air to get to Las Vegas. But this podcast, the the Outlap, will be focused on upcoming events in North American uh, kart racing. We'll preview the race itself, preview the teams, the drivers. You know, if it's, if it's a second or third or fourth event, we can preview the point standings, where people stand coming in and any kind of special events surrounding it. David, uh, pretty solid idea. Uh, you ready to rock with it or what? Let's go. Uh, get the tires warmed up uh, and get out there. That's it. It's the outlap, folks. Uh, warm up those tires. This particular episode, numero uno, brought to you by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races, like the Supernats, by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. David, I like that. That line was good. Let's uh, let's warm up the tires. Let's uh, let's get out there, build a little a little heat. In this case, into the Avinco tires, because it's time to go Supernats racing. This is going to be fun. Number twenty three, uh, the first of two Outlap preview podcasts that we'll have out before we head to Vegas for the race. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always shocking to me when we start talking and prepping for Supernats because I remember being at the Winter Series at Homestead. I feel like that was just you know. A month ago, two months ago. It's wild every time we roll into November. Is this uh, rocking chair stories with Rob? Woo, pretty much. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if you can hear my rocker. Oh, I feel so There we good. go. Well, yeah. think about it, Rob. I want to make you even older. Uh, 23, okay. that's a pretty good number because probably a majority of the racers that are at the Super Nationals <laughs> are under the age of 23. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, the majority of the drivers probably weren't even born. Uh, when the first Supernats uh, was. But uh, those of us with experience, like myself, Bonner, Moulton, etc., were there for the first one. Bonner was actually on the podium for the first one. Um, yeah, but you're right. It's it was- I, I, love the fa- I love the fact that we've got a race that's getting that old, though. It's, we got some history, which is awesome. Was Tom at every single one, too? I don't think Tom was at the first couple, to be honest with you. I, think okay. he, I don't think he got into the sport, Kutcher got into the sport until maybe 98 or 99. I don't think so. Probably ninety nine yeah, or two thousand. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. Remember, he. What year did he win Team of the Year? That was two thousand two or two thousand. I want to say two thousand two. Uh, 
Because it was at the Rio was, when he did win the, the team of the year. 2002 okay. or 2003, because he had guys like uh, Ronnie White was on the team at that point for extreme, his, his shop, okay. Extreme Carding. Yeah, good call. Okay. That's another That's another episode <laughs> to go deep into the history. <laughs> we could get Kutcher on here for that, actually, because you know what? He he won't talk. You know what? If you got him on here to talk, we probably wouldn't be able to do it on, on, the, on a laptop because he's, you know, functionally enabled uh, to use a laptop that way. Um, but if we sat down with him, I bet you he'd have some great stories because one of the things about Tom is the fact that uh, he's the perfect example of a guy that found shifter cart racing, fell in love with shifter cart racing, and dove head in. You know, he ended up starting his own shop at one point, and just because he loved shifter cart, he absolutely loved it. It was his thing. It, uh, it, took, it took over, and he's been doing it now for 20 years, right? Crazy. But, but we're, we're back at the Rio again, which is great. Uh, again, the Las Vegas has been the home for the event, uh, the Super Nationals, for 22 years. This is 23. First couple of years out at, uh, what was it? I can't remember what was, even what it was called the first time we were there. It ended up being the Las Vegas Karting Center, and then it was X-Plex. Uh, and then we moved into the Rio for a couple of years, then over to Sam Boyd Stadium, back to the Rio, then the Las Vegas Convention Center, which was for, for three years, which, which was fun, but now we're back at the Rio, which is probably the spiritual home of the event as it is anyways. Well, it's been there since 2008. It was 2008 through 14. So the, in the current era of the sport, that's kind of been like the home. And it was probably, it was the longest run uh, of a location for the event. So six, uh, one, two, three, yeah, seven, <laughs> seven, seven years uh, at the, at the Rio, not to mention yeah, two years before that in 2002 and 2003. So nine, and then now last year being the 10th time at the Rio, you know, it's essentially, like you said, it, it's kind of been its nostalgia home for the events ever since leaving the X-Plex. Well, and let's let's put it this way, right? The first five years out in Sloan, uh, you know, at the X-Plex, great racetrack. People still lament the fact that they've recently torn it up. People love the track. It was a, It was fun to race on. But it was out in the middle of nowhere, like so many car tracks. It was super cold in the morning, super cold at night because you're out in the middle of the desert. But another reason why the Rio, I think, holds such a special place was because that was that big move, right? Everybody talked. We used to stay at the Palace Station. That was the host hotel at one point. So you drove right past the Rio in the parking lot. We'd all talk, man, look at that lot there. We could do the race here. And, you know, you got to hand it off to Jim Murley and, uh, and the crew back in those days. Uh, that helped make that actually make that happen. But that was that was the move. That was the hey, carding. We're taking carding to the next level because we're not just out here. We're now at the Rio, right? And on HDNet, it was live. It was a live broadcast, three hour live broadcast, Saturday and Sunday on the on HDNet at one point. So I think yeah, that plays to the Rio being such a, a special home in the history of this program because not only has like David, like you said. It's been the longest run. We've been there the most, but it was that place where we left the desert and kind of came into the big show, which I thought was great. And one of the things about the Rio um, is we've had a very different track configurations. A little True. bit, some are have been a little bit of the same. So some we've kind of taken the same of of this layout and moved it into this layout, and and vice versa. Even in the two thousand two and two thousand three years, I believe those were two different tracks, if not at least a bit of adjustment between the two years. Um, yep. And that's kind of going to be the case, I think, uh, this year going in because we've seen uh, Supercards USA announce the track layout. It's essentially the same layout as last year, but they're going to make some some tweaks in uh, regarding the construction of the track. 
So I we'll see what happened because we've talked we talked I've talked to Bonner Moulton about it. You know, he was part of the trio that helped design the layout with uh, Howie Idelson and Wes Boswell. They said the track wasn't exactly constructed the way they wanted it laid out. So we'll see. They did. They did say that last so year. We'll, yeah. Right. So we'll see exactly what happens, uh, you know, with the SCUSA officials who are now on site today on on location, okay. getting ready to build the uh, build the compound that is the Super Nationals 23, along with building the racetrack and getting everything uh, in place for everybody to essentially move in. What Friday or Saturday, I think, is when people start moving in. Isn't it amazing? It keeps getting pushed back. Like I remember when we, we used to roll in there on, on a Sunday and people were just you know lined up to come in on the Sunday. And now with so many people coming in and so much work that gets needs, needs to be done with everybody's compounds, their own pits and, and getting everybody moved around. Yeah, I think you're right. They're coming in on, on Friday and Saturday. Now, David, talk about the numbers as well. Obviously, you've been crunching them. You've been working your tail off, getting previews done. Uh, what, the first five already cranked out? Or first six, actually. You've got the G1 and G2 done and out on the website today. So the first six already done. Numbers looking pretty good. Almost hit, hitting that 500 mark. Yeah, not quite there uh, regarding numbers when uh, we were able to receive them on November 4th. They're at 494. Uh, that's including some of the wait listers that are there waiting. So we know we're going to have some cancellations here and there. Uh, but we're also going to have at track entries. Uh, we've, we know of, uh, I know of at least two or three drivers that were not on the list that have contacted us say, hey, we're going to race. We're just not on the entry list right now because we waited too long. And that typically happens. <laughs> and, and that's why there's wait lists in, in some of these classes that are already capped off. Uh, I think almost all our IAMI categories, except for the ones that have um, the 88 number uh, as the uh, as the cap, all, all the all the IAMI categories or single speed categories, I should say, are, are at the cap. Now, okay, so we're over, just over, about, actually for me, a week away, you're eight days away before you uh, fly out to Las Vegas. I'm heading there Monday. You're coming in very early on Tuesday morning. <laughs> the interesting thing right now is I'm, I'm kind of setting up for you to talk about weather because as I look out my office window and I just actually went out and ran some errands and decided to get my ass back in because we're going to get about a foot of snow uh, here near Toronto today. I know you guys have got snow coming in probably. I know Chicago, I think, just got hit. I was talking to a buddy from Chicago. They're getting snow. I'm looking, let's get on the plane. Let's go, let's go somewhere decently warm. If, if we get mid to high 60s during the day, I'm going to be very happy. Yeah, that's the future forecast right now for Las Vegas. Uh, looking at it from today going into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next week, they're saying highs in the 60s, lows in the 40s, sunshine all five days on a racetrack. So it's your typical Las Vegas November weather that you that you want to yeah. welcome. And yeah, it's going to be great to get away from the already three inches that have fallen uh, here in my driveway in, in Michigan. You got three oh, yeah, already? It's, it's, it's bad. It's, uh, it's coming down. Yeah. So if anybody watched the Green Bay Carolina game that, that played last night, uh, all that snow <laughs> that was there has moved over this way. Yeah. Yeah, I just I was listening to the radio, and I guess where I am, Toronto Hamilton area, we're potentially getting what thirty centimeters, which is essentially very close to a foot of snow. So I, it's nice to it's it's nice on these days, David, to work from the home office. There's no doubt about that, and I'm thrilled that I don't have to drive to the airport today. Yeah, it was it was not good that my son forgot his trombone, and I had to brave the elements to go drop it off at his school because it, the car's not ready. It does not have the snow tires fitted to it yet. <laughs> Dude, he's but he listen, he's growing up. Aiden's getting bigger. I think it's time to you gotta get him on that snow shovel pretty soon. 
Yeah, probably the days that I'm gone and it's going to probably snow here while I'm gone and for the Supernats, it'll probably snow. So uh, mom's going to have to uh, get his butt out there and start shoveling. Crack the whip. That's right. It's about time. That's why what, that's what you have kids. That's right. Shovel snow and cut grass. Slave labor. <laughs> Slave labor. Well, folks, we are underway. This is the an inaugural edition of the EKN Outlap, essentially our... Uh, our opportunity to preview races that are coming up uh, as part of the EKN Trackside Live Tour. Of course, the, ca- the last one here to cap off 2019, the Scusa Super Nationals. David coming up with the idea of, of grabbing the previews we have, kind of taking those five at a time, do a couple of preview shows. We're calling it the Outlap. Glad you're joining us right now. I hope you're excited as we are to head to Las Vegas for the single biggest race in North American Cardinal. Scusa Super Nationals, November 20th to 24th. This is the Outlap. Stay with us. More to come when we get back after this break. It's time to start breaking down some of these classes. You've heard and read about us. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. After putting all eight of our X30 senior drivers in the main at last year's Scusa Super Nationals, we're the tent you need to be under this November. We have just four spots available, so contact us today to lock in one of our final opportunities. We may be prepping for Las Vegas, but it's also time to talk about 2020. Joining the Rawls Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Our industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and former Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. In 2020, we'll be racing in the Scusa Winter Series, Pro Tour, and California Pro Car Challenge, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. We do have different levels of programs available for the IKF Sprint Grand Nationals at Pat's Acres on the September 20, 21-22 weekend. So if you want to get a head start on 2020, Come up and join us and take your shot at winning a Duffy, one of the most prestigious trophies in the sport. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Car Series, the Route 66 Sprint Series, the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium HCI Red, the soft FC Yellow, or the super soft Green YZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. The Croc promotion has taken American karting by storm and, simply put, we have the best cart on the market. We've won and continue to win national and regional races with a revolving door of drivers. Myers, Bedozo, French, Musgrave, and we're ready to dominate the rest of the 2019 season. We just want to win. That's it. Plain and simple. 
Our dynamic R&D program is more aggressive than any other manufacturer, and we're the only company focused on building the perfect chassis for American tracks, engines, and tires. Why race a cart made for Europeans? We're testing prototypes for American racing. We're breaking the mold. Crock Promotion is all about supporting dedicated and talented young drivers and winning races. That's Crock Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. We just want to win plain and simple. No BS. Let us spend our time and money developing the chassis so that you can win. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Brand new podcast called The Outlap. Uh, as we get set to go, this one presented by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. We're going to start talking about categories. Here's one thing, though, David. You know what? Why were, what, We call it The Outlap. Now, that was your idea. You, you're going to make me sign Canadian every time I have to say Outlap. Yeah, that, at, that's a great yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. I like it. At, yeah. The Outlap. Oot. It's the Outlap. It's the Outlap. <laughs> It's not the oot lap. Uh, okay, let's get started. Uh, David, you rocked out uh, Micro Swift, Mini Swift, K100 Junior, K100 Senior, and X30 Junior. That was the first five. The G1 and G2 shifter cart guys went up today. We'll do the first five, though. David, let's start talking first about the Micro Swift category brought to you this particular event for the Supernats by Speed Concepts Racing. Man, packed field 45 entries in micro that's pretty big it's very big but i think the the number that kind of stands out to me in our by the numbers that that you know obviously being the youngest category uh, in the event you're going to have some first-time racers yeah. there at the super nationals but this year we have 12 drivers who raced at the super nationals last year and 33 that are making their first ever super national start and you're going to get that with the youngest drivers in the sport for sure. A number of them only stay you know, a couple of years in the micro category, but that you know that will make the first cup, you know, the first uh, Wednesday and Thursday practice interesting, qualifying because everything they've done, they're doing for the first time on the biggest stage. Now they've run different races. You know, some of them may have run the Rock the Rio race, or they've run a lot of events, but it's not the Supernats, right? That's the pressure coming in when there's so many people there in a 45 cart field. Um, you gave by the numbers, you know, only 12 previous supranational starters, not surprisingly, well, not maybe no, no future, no, no, no former winners rather. So somebody's going to come in here and, and, and grab their first victory at the supernatural, which I think is always a great thing. And, and we just love watching the micros because they put on a, such a great show, but you always cross your fingers on the opening lap, right? That they get through that opening lap cleanly. Yeah, that's going to be, it's that. Just just the initial like awe of it, you know, that's going to be what we're going to be watching on Wednesday and Thursday and seeing, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get through practice without any issues. You know, hopefully dads will coach dads and the tuners will coach these kids to kind of keep it calm. Just learn the track. I mean, really, Wednesday, that's all they're there to do is learn the track. And then and then Thursday, it gets a little bit more serious. But again, with with that many first timers, too, it's also kind of hard to kind of figure out, OK, who's going to stand out? Because with only twelve drivers who have ever been there before, yeah. um, that kind of limits, that kind of narrows down. Like, okay, well, who are these guys are going to stand out, and what first timers are really going to stand out? So that's kind of what we've well, been looking at. Let's look at the former winners. Go go through the list of former winners. Obviously, the the, the this particular category actually launching in two thousand sixteen. And it's funny when you look back, David, right? When we first started the, the Scusa Pro Tour, there wasn't micro and mini on the Pro Tour. It was just tag cadet. It was eight years old to what? 
11 or 12, I guess, right? Was it was the actual age window? It wasn't until 2016 that the uh, the Supernats actually had a had a micro category. Yeah, it was just to kind of because we you could see the age differences, especially in 12 year olds yeah. to eight year olds. So it was it was kind of a great thing. It was kind of a global thing too because you, you see it in with with other uh, racing programs of of splitting that young cadet category away from the older cadet drivers. So that it was it was a smart move by by Supercarts USA to follow along with that. And I think it's it's kind of helped them along because it's welcoming kind of newer drivers to uh, the Pro Tour, especially in the Michael Swift, because they weren't afraid to come and race the uh, the older cadet drivers. They were there to get their experience sure. and, and, and learn, which is exactly what the Micro Swift uh, category does. But ironically, the last the last three winners have all from been different countries. We had uh, uh, Ben Mayer last year winning. Uh, with Nitro Kart, uh, became the first American to do so. Vinny Phillips won in 2017 aboard of Bennick. Uh, he's from the UK. And then uh, Vinin- oh, I can never say his name. Vinicius Vinicius Tesoro. Vinicius, Vinicius Tesoro. From uh, Brazil, yeah. winning in 2016, when becoming the inaugural winner back then. And then, David, you look at the field, and it's interesting. Obviously, we, you know, we're kind of going down through the entry list that we were provided. You're, you're checking off names. Okay, who you know, who's going to step things up? This will be interesting, right? Because you've got the drivers who were strong on the Pro Tour, who did so well, guys like Logan Chambers, uh, Jack Iliff. Uh, you've got champions from the USPKS. <laughs> you know, you've got Pro Tour winners, WKA champion as well, and, and, and Spencer Conrad, Arrington Grimm from U- uh, the USPKS. Man, this, again, like you said, when they're young like this coming in, it's so hard for us to say, okay, this is the guy or girl who's going to, going to step it up right because you just don't know who's going to take to the track and that kind of discipline quick as quickly i think yeah exactly uh you know as you said uh ilif was able to uh to come away with the pro tour championship uh this season but he's making his second start in the micro category at the supernats finishing 31st logan chambers uh ended up second in the pro tour standings he actually finished 11th last year at the supernational so it's they these two kids have that year of growth so we'll see what kind of happens with that. Obviously, Chambers was more uh, accustomed to uh, maybe the temporary circuit than Iliff was last year. Uh, we saw Chambers race at uh, Streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. I believe he was the winner this year or was at least in the battle there. Yep. Um, I wasn't there again, so I can't remember that. But uh, yeah, so you have those guys who who have been at the front all season long and are essentially going to be um, those early contenders as we go in into it during the uh, going into the week. You had mentioned in your preview, David, that Logan Chambers is actually, you said only 12 drivers returning from 2018, but actually Logan has raced the last two years. He finished 27th in 2017, 11th last year. So if, if experience will play anything, that's going to give Logan a little more. And as you said, he had such a good run at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix as well. You got to put him kind of, I think into the fight other drivers that you think we should watch for obviously you know you did the whole uspks series and a number of the wka races so you watched Arrington grim do what he was able to do you know he's a super nats uh, summer nats winner rather than the pro tour he wins the uspks championship second was spencer conrad what are your thoughts on those two drivers yeah i think those two are probably the more experienced um Overall, as you look at it, even though, you know, you have Chambers with coming into his third Super Nationals, I think I think these two have kind of just that overall experience of racing up front every weekend. 
Um, yeah. You know, Conrad and Grimm have been nose to tail to each other all season long in both USPKS and WK competition. Um, you know, Grimm was able to uh, to earn the title in the USPKS and then Conrad winning the title in WK. So I, I, I you know, they have Nick Tucker there to, to bounce ideas off, you know, to get that guidance from, uh, you know, being a, a former pro tour champion uh, on the, on the nitro cart. So, and also being teammates, they have the ability to, to work with each other and, and understand what's working, what's not working. And that's kind of the, why I've kind of put them above, uh, some of the other drivers, but, uh, you also have to look at, as we said, three different countries, uh, have won in this category over the last three years. So you kind of got to look at the international feel field, uh, with a number of young drivers that we might not know a lot about, but, uh, that, that they're probably going to come in with uh, well, a lot of experience of their own. Indeed. How about you look at maybe the son of the three-time winner, Leonardo Nienkotter and uh, Enzo Nienkotter. He's definitely going to be a driver to, I think, watch 14th last year. That that bodes well for him running with CRG Nordam. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, he's had international experience. He was racing at the Rotax Grand Finals. So he definitely has that, um, that uh, confidence coming into Vegas. Uh, you have two brothers from Australia coming in to, uh, to race uh, Jackson and Jensen Burns. They are actually racing. I believe they changed it from what I was given. Yes, yeah, so they're racing with Cart uh, Sport North America and the Cart Republic. So we know the Cart Republic cadet chassis has been very uh, successful here uh, in, the, in North America and is really growing uh, worldwide. So they're, they're an international name to, to watch throughout the week. Uh, but, and, and then it's also Brazil, you got to look at Brazil, some other drivers from there too. Um, and then, uh, the Slater, oh, El, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and then you the Slater go. family, um, Alfie Slater, yeah. the younger brother of Freddie Slater, who won the X 30 junior title this year on the Scusa pro tour. He's been here. Uh, I believe he only raced two of the rounds of the pro tour. So he's got, he's got experience racing here, finished seventh in the pro tour standings. Uh, so we'll see what, if he's able to, to step up. Uh, his game coming into Vegas. Another driver I got a chance to watch throughout the year. Of course, I did the Texas Pro Car Challenge, and I watched James Moss in, in number 56. He was really impressive all year long uh, in the Micro Swift class. He's running with Iron Rock Motorsports on a Benick uh, out of Houston, Texas. I think he could be a driver to watch potentially if he gets comfortable. Uh, you know, we kind of look to the Rock the Rio as well, David, the event that they had at the Rio just a couple of weeks ago where, you know, some drivers may have got some experience what about Carson Weinberg? What do you think about Carson there? Finished second at Rock the Rio. You've had a chance to see him run throughout the year. Yeah, Carson's another one that's kind of developed as the season goes, has gone along. Um, raced under the Nitro tent uh, all season long, so he understands how uh, Carson and or Conrad and and Grimm have have uh, raced before. So if he's able to uh, to keep the to to put the pace down to to stay up front he'll understand a lot about how those two race uh and and can work with them probably a little bit too uh yet they're going to be on different chassis this time around uh racing the bennick for weinberg so yeah he's another driver to watch as well all right so we kind of went through the list a little bit picked out some of the drivers definitely to watch for we're, we're going to, sometimes we do this in the editorial this time we're going to play with it here in the podcast david let's do a little prediction time 
Uh, you want to pick a winner? You want to pick a top three? What do you think? Oh, I have my top five. I have. I'm you doing, heard, see, you've done, I told you've done you. More. I told you last week. Let's got to start writing down these top fives, man. We got to keep our predictions going. So well, I don't have that. I didn't do that. All you right, you get go, a well, pen. Yeah. Get a pen. I'll go first. Get a pen. I'll right, go first okay. because then you can right. you can go off what I'd say. <laughs> I can copy what you're doing and either copy right. or go completely against what I say, which is perfectly fine. That's, I have no idea. I, I have no no problems with that because I believe I've been the. <laughs> Two years running champion in the predictions. You've been pretty good. Yeah. You've been pretty good. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. All right. What do you got? So, yeah. So I mentioned it earlier. I think I think Conrad and Graham kind of have the experience and momentum going in. And I think they've kind of been uh, the two top two micro drivers throughout the season um, from, from my vantage point. And so I have Conrad winning with Grimm second. I have Logan Chambers coming up third. I think the third year of his uh, Super Nationals is going to help him in the experience uh, portion of it. Uh, I got Jack Eiliff in fourth. Again, just, uh, you know, temporary circuit, so I'm not quite sure where he's going to be. But I, I still, you know, being a Pro Tour champion, I got him up there. Uh, and then I have uh, Enzo Nienkotter, uh rounding out the podium. Ah, good for you, throwing it in there. All right. All right, here's what I got. This is interesting here. Um, all right, let me... I think I'm. I think I'm good. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say because of the experience and what I saw at the at the Summer Nats, I'm gonna go Arrington Grimm with the win. Okay, that's my call. I'm gonna go Jack Eilif in second. I think he has matured so much. It's the, the development that Jack's shown over this short amount of time in the in the sport's been amazing. I think he'll be second. I've got Alfie Slater in third, uh, Spencer Conrad fourth, and I've got Neen Cotter like you did in fifth spot. I put Chambers sixth. I wasn't sure about Neen Cotter or Chambers. So I end up putting Neen Cotter fifth and Chambers in sixth. So uh, that's that's my call. I'm going with Aries and Grimm for the win. All right. I think it's, and I think it'll be one of those lead packs where it's going to be four or five drivers, six drivers. Then they'll start dropping guys off, you know, and it ends up coming down. But that, that's my line there. So I got Grimm, Eilif, Slater, Conrad, and Neen Cotter. That's my top five. Remember, now remember, Actually, and remember, you know, we give points for the correct position points for know, points for just your... being in the top five so it's it can it can shake down to be whoever went you know it, it's it's good i like it i know i know i feel bad not, i feel bad not picking chambers in the top five uh only because he was so strong there at uh, at lancaster and i thought he was kind of stepping things up but i'm gonna i like this call i think it feels good and i, and I, I do know this you have done a great job with your with your uh with your picks but Whoever you pick, you're normally the you, you like you like kill their chances to win. Yes, I've how many guys? I have yeah. I have tried to factor that in a little bit throughout my predictions. So don't be surprised <laughs> if I throw out some some random names in there and and leave out other names because if I leave you out, it might be an omen to uh, how well you're going to do. It's, it's yes, it's an omen <laughs> because there's no doubt that you you single-handedly destroyed TJ Coyne's chance of win last year. I believe you picked him to win too. So I'm not don't sure just, if I did. Don't it, just <laughs> throw me under the bus on that one. <laughs> All right. There you go, folks. That's our, our micro swift. Let's uh let's move now into the mini swift class. 45 entries in micro, 48 entries in the PSL carding sponsored mini swift class, which is solid. Uh this category, you know, David, I I really enjoyed your preview when I first was reading through it because you know you, you harken back to some of the like Patricio Award being one, right? He was the first ever winner when they brought the the mini class in in 2010. Logan Sargent won after that. Then Anthony Ganji Jr. Uh, you've talked about the fact that a lot of these guys have moved. Uh, some of those guys have moved on to cars already. Uh, 
But it, it's just amazing that, that I, when I think back 10 years to Patricio Award, who I've been covering through the road to Indy, now, of course, uh, part of the Aero McLaren Racing SP program on the NTT IndyCar Series. There's just been so much talent that has come through this mini Swift class at the Super Nats. And I think it speaks volumes for the series itself, the, the race itself, that it's drawn it's drawn racers from all over the world that really want to come and win that race. And we've seen guys from different countries like Johnny Edgar and Giuseppe Fusco and Leo, Leonardo Maseglia, uh, guys who have won this race. Last couple of years have been Americans, but uh, man, just the mini class is always so much fun to watch. Can you remember uh, what Patricio Award was racing in 2010? Oh, my God. I, you know what? I'm going to say a GP. No, no. He, that was that was S5, actually. GP was okay, S5. Was S5. All right. He was actually racing Cosmic with J3 competition. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I just right. I just remember the image of him coming across with the fist in the air, you know, and it's just, <laughs> because, again, 2010 was was the first year of the Pro Tour. And they added the tag cadet program. They were looking to to build uh Supercarts USA was looking to build that cadet level category in, in the organization. So uh it really was a launching point to what it has become over the last ten years. Um that adding adding that category and just as you said, you know, I think I think you can kind of look at it over the last decade, like cadet racing in the United States has been among the strongest categories that we've had and we've shown it as we go to international events, because, yes. uh, you know, you yeah. talk about Connor Zillage and Brent Cruz, the last two winners in mini Swift here at the super nationals, they're both international winners, Cruz winning at IAMI, Cruz winning at Rotax Zillage winning at rock. Uh, you know, so that it just, it, it, the last decade has been really about cadet racing here. That, that That's a fantastic point, David. You're right. It's, you you look at the talent that has been developed on the Scusa Pro Tour at the event like the, the Supernats, and to have these drivers who have run other programs, WK, USPKS, Winter Tour, Winter Series, but to have the drivers, the level of competition that has kind of just rose throughout the, the Pro Tour and has allowed drivers, like you said, Brent Cruz and Connor Zilich, to really to go overseas and ultimately do one of the things that really Carters haven't done for really the the last five years they've been doing it. But David, before that, we just didn't have a lot of success going to Europe. And we've sent these kids that started in the junior or the the, the mini, the micro, then the mini category, but the tag cadet class, man, they've gone to Europe and they've really, really shown everything. Like you said, with Cruz and Zillich. So you're right. The level of competition in mini really here on par with internationally with any other, any other country in terms of developing talent. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. You know, it's just, it's it's been phenomenal and, and it's it's great to see because you still have a little bit of the father son uh, mentality into yep. it a little bit depending on on what tent you're under but uh, you know you, so you still have that but it's still just a passion for for the motorsports and and having fun uh, but I kind of want to break down the by the numbers a little bit we have um, yeah yeah let's do that we have two former I'll let you start looking at your uh, predictions since you don't have them done <laughs> <laughs> the uh, two Dick. former <laughs> the two former super national winners that we do have in the field are both from the micro category we have um, Vince oh my gosh I can't I can't think I can't say oh Vinny Phillips sorry that's Vinny Phillips. Uh, and then the other one being uh, Ben Mayer, the last year's micro winner. So those are our two yep. uh, two drivers there. Sorry, I'm trying to bounce back and forth to windows. Um, three Scusa Pro Tour championship podium drivers in the field. So all three drivers who finished uh, one, two, three are in the field. We begin that with uh, 
our champion, Kai Sorensen. Second place in the points, Christian Miles. And then third place, Anderson Leonard. So we got all three of those drivers still in the category, not moving up yet, uh, racing there in the, at the Super Nationals in the respective category. Uh, so you look at uh, three former Scusa Pro Tour champions are also in the field, and they're all micro Swift, former micro Swift champions. So Kai Sorensen was one of them. Elliot Cox was the other. And then, oh man, I can't, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the, on the other one. Oh, Max Garcia, Max Garcia, Max Garcia was uh, last year's micro champion. So three former micro champions are in the field as well. So that's a bit of a unique number to look at. Uh, 10 countries are represented in the field. We have 13 drivers who raced micro Swift uh, last year are racing in mini this year. So that's kind of part of that uh, transition. Why we have so many newbies uh, in the micro fields, because we have 13 of them moving into mini this year. Uh, but, and it, but then you look at it, there's a lot of experience because you add those 13 who were in micro last year, but you have 28 who raced at the super nationals last year. So that's a lot of experience going into, uh, this week, uh, at the super nationals. Uh, you know, when I look David up and down the list, and I'm, of course, just starting in my mind because I, I had notes put on the side of, of what, what you'd sent over and with the with the entry lists, and 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 it's just as I sit here right now and think about trying to say who would be in the top five. It's so hard. There's obviously drivers who have looked good come out of the gate. You know, it's it's been a a third year driver now in this mini Swift category. Kai Sorensen has to come in as the, as the championship challenge. You know, the 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 race. Uh, contender, the primary guy, right? Wins the Winter Series, won the Scusa Pro Tour, just coming off a Rock the Rio win as well. He won at the Florida Winter Tour. He's essentially won everything he could this year. And there's just that that poise and uh, and patience and maturity uh, you know, that, that Kai has that's been allowed him to win. Now, he's been a little over aggressive at times. He's been He's uh, run afoul of the officials. He's had a couple of penalties, which could hurt him here this weekend if he, if he, if he kind of loses that focus a little bit. But you have to think going in Kai Sorensen is the primary guy to win. Yeah, it's like you said, focus. I think if he stays focused and stays on point, uh, he showed that at Rock the Rio a couple weeks ago, you know, where he was basically the, the driver to beat there, stayed out front. And, and and when you stay out front, it helps you to stay out of trouble. And so I think yeah. that's that's one of the keys. And I think so qualifying, I think, is going to be very crucial, especially in this category, because uh, ch- charging up through a field of over 30 drivers with experience at the Super Nationals is going to be very tough to do. So qualifying is going to be very crucial for uh, for this category. But as you said, Christian Miles is another guy who comes in, probably his lead contender throughout the season. Uh, Miles was was right there for the Scusa Pro Tour Championship, just came in a little bit short. But Miles was the driver who was able to uh, outdo Sorensen at the USBKS program where Miles came away with the championship there. So so I think Miles and then Miles coming off of that uh, podium finish at the IMA International, International Final, his first trip overseas, placing fourth there. I think, you know, the, this kid, he was just in a cart yesterday, you know, in the in the middle of winter. Uh, thankfully, there, you know, yes, there's no there. snow there in Illinois where he's at. So he's just, the kid has just put in the work, I think, throughout 2019 to kind of be there. So I think, you know, it. We, I I don't doubt seeing a, a one-two finish between one of these two guys. Yeah, and then I mean, you just you know when you you look through the field and just kind of pick up the names that we've been talking about. You know, Enzo Delini, obviously a Pro Tour winner, won the Challenge of the Americas. You look at the young kids, like you talked about, Max Garcia, Caleb Gaffera, Gaffera coming off a strong run, second at Rock the Rio. You know, scroll further down to to Ben Mayer. Um, 
Sebastian NG, Vin, Vinny Phillips. I, dude, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian NG <laughs> is uh, won both of the uh, winter national yeah. races. So uh, just wasn't able to get back up on on the uh, top of the podium throughout the year. But yeah, he's definitely one to look out. Elliot Cox, uh, as we said, a former micro champion. He's in the field. He's kind of getting getting more comfortable with that CRD Nordam crew and the chassis there. So he could be one to watch because he's got the experience at the Super Nationals as well. Uh, you know, as you said, Grafar, Grafar is in there. Cameron Brinkman under the Franklin Merlin tent. Um, I was going to say that was one of my other. He yep. came in and finished second. Uh, to mayor at last year's super nationals. So uh, he definitely has, he has the confidence to race in, in, in these temporary circuits. So, uh, you know, he could be one that, uh, that we're going to watch. And then Jesus Vasquez jr. I mean, the kid ne- nearly won everything in the state of California with uh, the California pro Kart challenge and LAKC. And he's been basically gearing up for this event over the last two months. Like this is all they're kind of been focusing on. So, he, they'll they'll either come out of the gate strong or they'll be one of those that are going to be fighting you know top 15 top 20 top 10 you know somewhere in there what are your thoughts david and this is i always find this interesting because you mentioned how many drivers are, are moving up right from from micro last year 13 drivers in total and, and it's it's the guys that were in the hunt last year right it's ben Mayer, it's brinkman it's uh, Garcia. It's Gaffera. You know, that's three of the, th- that's four of the top five from the micro podium last year. What's uh, <laughs> like, that, that's my thought. How much weight do you play on the drivers from micro moving up into the mini category? They're almost not micro drivers anymore. You know, I, I know, I know they have a year, but it's a full year, right? A lot of them have done so much racing, even though they're graduating for the first time to run mini at the super Nats, they have so much experience in the category already running so many different classes. Do you think there's a chance for some of those micro guys to potentially battle for the win? Well, Vasquez is in second year of mini. So just to, I wasn't, just I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't use my, I didn't use Vasquez. Okay. I thought you did. Sorry. No, I didn't. Um, but yeah, Gar- but uh, yeah, mayor. Oh yeah. I think you said Garcia. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Garcia. Um, he was, yeah. All year. four of those. Yeah. So mayor Garcia, Brinkman, Gaffar. I think all four of those definitely have the opportunity, have the, have the skill set to race up front. But again, like you said, it is Las Vegas. It's the super national. So you can't really decide what's going to, what a 10 year old's brain going to be thinking when they get behind the wheel for that first session on Wednesday. Or Or how about even those, how about those, how about those last five laps? I'm thinking more about the last five laps of super Sunday. Well, right again, you got to put yourself in that position. So as we said that this field is deep and and so you got to be on point right away and that especially in the qualifying session because if you don't you got to work your way up through the heats and you have one of those bad heats uh it's going to be tough to keep that lead group because depending on who's up front if they play their cards right we could see two drivers break away and that's something we've seen done we saw that with i saw that with graffar and Sorensen um at rock the Rio, you know Sorensen got to the lead. Grafar got to his bumper. They pushed away and got away from everybody. So it depends on who we see uh, up front. But I, as you said, yeah, I think I think these kids are ready for it. But again, you don't know what's going through the mind of a ten year old uh, when the when those uh, final laps are coming through. It's funny you say that, David, because I think you're bang on. Because it's interesting. We look in some of the senior categories or even masters sometimes, even in junior. Um, when you guys get into a lead group and instead of running away, they start racing each other. The next pack rolls up. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. Sometimes the best strategy 
and the best racecraft we see in terms of overall race control and managing a race is in that mini swift class. Sometimes these guys will, you know, more often than not, the lead group of four or five won't battle very hard. They'll run together knowing it's a long lap and they push away. And like we always say, try to drop that guy at the tail of the field. If it's four, drop it to three, make it a two driver battle. That may play more into the mini swift class than any other category. Because as you said, if you have trouble in a heat race, getting to a barrier and you finish 45th, man, all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at, a, at a, like you said, a mid-pack start potentially in, on Super Sunday. It's, these, it's the fact that these guys don't battle like the other guys do that could play exactly into the storyline you're talking about. If you have trouble in the heat races and make a minor mistake, you may not be able to claw your way back out just because of the way the racecraft happens up front. Yeah. What drivers are going to give up a position to race another lap? You know, that type of mentality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's, uh, we just kind of rolled through a bunch of names here in the mini swift category. David, uh, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I got mine written down already. Oh, I, Hold on, let me get ready for this. <laughs> go predictions. Go ahead, Rob. Am I going first? Oh, yeah. All right. Here's my thought. Uh, and my and my thinking. Third year in the program, he's won everything. The focus is there. He's coming off the rock, the Rio. I don't think I don't think Kai Sorensen is going to give up on this one. I think he's going to cap off his mini Swift career uh, with a big win at the Super Nationals. I just think that uh, I think that in, in all the years I've been watching racing, you I go back to certain drivers starting with Sage Karam, who really had the the calm and ability in that third year of cadet racing to realize how to manage a race. And I've seen Kai do that. He can get over aggressive sometimes. I think that's, I don't know if that's a, an overall negative or if it's just maybe a, a minor little thing that kind of irks me a little bit. He does get a little over aggressive and, and, and does do the takeout move every once in a while. And he has been penalized for it, but I don't, I think he's going to be able to win this thing. Uh, Tough for me to – I could have went either way because I think Christian Miles has continued to develop as a, a tremendous young driver with amazing racecraft, and I think he has more patience than a lot of the drivers. I think he sometimes get caught, gets caught out, um, maybe only because he didn't have a team driver up there with him. We'll see how that changes. I'm going to put Christian Miles P2. We didn't talk about this kid, but I think I, – I th- I'm going to throw him in here as my wild card because I know he's a good shoe, and if he if they get him a good card, he's going to be fast. P3, I'm going to put Brandon Carr. The, mm-hmm. the Englishman. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put him P3. Um, I know he's young, first year in the series in the, in the category. I'm going Caleb Gaffera, P4. Uh, based on everything I've seen throughout the year, his development, how he gets quicker throughout a weekend, uh, and uh, and you know a little bit of help there in my decision based on the strong run he had at Rock the Rio, which is again same pavement, same track, not the same layout, but the same feel, same pavement. And I think the PSL guys uh, will have him dialed in with his dad uh, Chuck as well. And rounding out the top five, I, again, there's so many other guys you could put in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Enzo Delini, Pro Tour winner, Challenge of the America's Champion. I'm going to put Enzo P5. Good selections. Good selections. I mean, okay. we're very right. similar. Very, very similar. Oh, wow. Okay. To be honest, our top four are just, if you swap one position for almost each of them, we're right there. Uh, really? Yeah. Right. So Because my, my winner was based on a coin flip because I could not decide. <laughs> so I just flipped a coin and said, okay, who has it? And it ended up being Christian Miles. Uh, I have Kai Sorensen placing second. So I think those two are, are the elite right now. Uh, I have Gaffar in third, uh, as you said, great job at the rock, the Rio. And he's, 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 he's got that confidence going. Uh, and then, yeah, my international, my international driver was Brandon Carr, uh, top five, uh, podium contender at IME international final. So we've, we've been watching Carr. He finished ninth last year. 
in his mini debut at the Super Nationals. But I have Cameron Brinkman. That's my uh, my. So you had the lead me. I have uh, Cameron Brinkman. I think the way the, the performance he had at the Super Nationals last year convinced me that, hey, this kid can drive. And I think uh, I think he kind of he, he raises up that level of confidence when he's surrounded by all those barriers. So uh, so we'll see. We'll see uh, if Merlin Nation can get him on the podium. Yeah, you can't play off the Merlin either. That's a pretty solid chassis. And we got we asked the funny thing. We have a bunch of different chassis in here, too. I think we have four different chassis. I think I had I think I doubled up. I think Delini is on the Tony card as well, right? I went. Yeah, I have five different five different. You have five different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the Tony card for Sorensen, the Cart Republic for Miles, the Benick for Carr, the Burrell for Burrell Art for Gaffera. I've got the Tony card of Delini, and you've got the Merlin of Brinkman. I like well. There you go. We were not we're not that far off, Dave. That's a good one. No, it's just, it's all about position. Again, it those is. bonus points for what position they finish in. Well, the crazy thing is literally we could probably take three of the guys out of there and put three other guys in, depending on how the week. Oh, easily. I, I had right. NG on the bubble. I had yeah. Ben Mir in there. I had a couple other Anderson Leonard. guys I was looking at. Anderson Leonard's another yeah. one because yeah. if he's been he's been really good at at following uh, Sorensen wherever Sorensen goes, Anderson Leonard's right there. So <laughs> that's uh, it. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Well, there you go. All right, folks. We're going to come to another break here. Uh, break number two of this edition, the first edition of the EKN Outlap. Rob Howden and David Cole breaking down and previewing five of the categories that we'll see at the Super Nationals this year. It's a new podcast that we're going to roll into 2020 as well. We'll do probably a little hour show, maybe a little more before all of our major EKN trackside events, kind of fill you in on who's racing, who's leading the points going in. This one, though, starting off with the granddaddy of them all, the Super Nationals. After this break, David and I will come back and we'll jump on into KA100 Junior and X30 Junior. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. We offer trackside support and arrive-and-drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and Miami, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, We'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Supercart USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Car Challenge, the WKA's Kart Week in Daytona, and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. The 2020 racing season is closing fast and Supercarts USA will press the reset button just after the new year for the third running 
of the Scusa Winter Series. The program drew big numbers last year, and we expect solid growth for the coming edition. We're again setting up shop at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires, for two exciting doubleheader weekends on January 10 to 12 and February 7 to 9. All the Scusa Pro Tour classes will be running at the Winter Series, so it's the perfect spring training for next year's National Championship Series. The weather will be ideal, so get out of the snow and join us for two fun weekends in South Florida. We'll have Pro and G1 G2 Shifter featuring the IAMI SSE 175cc engine and all the IAMI X30, KA100, and Swift classes as well. We'll also be welcoming the popular Margate Ignite Challenge to the Winter Series for a little taste of Briggs 206 competition. Registration opens on December 1st. For more information, visit supercartsusa.com. And to learn more about the Margate Ignite program, check out ignitekarting.com. When you think racing tire in the U.S., one name stands out. Huger. The history of Huger Racing Tire is one of an American dream and is the tire designed for champions. At the end of 2018, Margay Racing became the sole United States and Canadian karting distributor, establishing Hoosier Kart Sport. Throughout 2019, Hoosier Kart Sport has expanded the Hoosier brand to kart shops, tracks, clubs, and racing series across North America, focused on grassroots programs. Four different compounds are available through Hoosier Kart Sport. The R55 is among the most popular with shifter kart categories. The R60 and R70 serve the two-cycle and four-cycle community at the club and regional level. The R80 is the official compound of the Margate Ignite program. The Hoosier Wet has been tested to the limits and ranks among the top rain racing tire in karting today. With a wide range of compounds and a made-in-the-USA racing heritage, Hoosier Kart Sport has the tire you need for your track, series, or personal racing needs. Head to HoosierKartSport.com today to find your nearest dealer and follow them on all social media platforms by searching Hoosier Kart Sport. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, the inaugural edition of a brand new podcast here, the EKN Outlap. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, and we are previewing five of the categories set to go in the 23rd running of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals at the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. It's November the 11th. They go on track uh, just over just over two weeks from now. Wednesday, they'll get things underway. Uh, we're looking forward to it. David and I have broke down a couple of categories already. What we get? What we do already, David? We did Micro and Mini Swift. Now it's going to jump into KA100 Junior. This category brought to you by RLV. 47 entries. Uh, David, I would have to, have to say, away from the preview side, the KA100 program, both junior and senior, have been an absolute re- uh, revelation for Supercarts USA. There's no doubt about that. Without a doubt, for sure. And just for the sport in general, I think I think uh, it's gotten it's it's almost kind of like that that cross section between grassroots and, and national racing. Yeah, uh, it's less wear and tear on the body, less wear and tear on the chassis. Uh, the engine package is very reliable. Um, it's just, it, it's just kind of that perfect storm situation where people gravitate towards, and again, it's carding. Carding has been based around the hundred CC engine package for decades before they brought in the, the, the tag concept. And so people gravitate towards that hundred CC, uh, engine package. And I think it for, especially for the juniors, you go, 
you get some of these younger kids that go from that uh, that mini swift that big jump to the the tag engine is a little bit too much so you you put them in that uh, that 100 cc division and it's kind of a, a perfect graduation point I, listen, I totally agree. I was in a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about a couple of the top drivers in Mini, Mini Swift, who may be moving up. And what do they do? Do you jump right to X30 Junior? And in my mind, if you're especially if you're a smaller kid, do a year at K100, especially now that it's on the national level. If you want to stay on the national level, there's great competition. Do a year in the X in the K100. There's tons of places you can race. Easier transition. The minute you're done there, you move to X30 Junior. I think uh, I think that's a great call, David. This is going to be a good one, though. 47 entries. Let's go by the numbers. Let's talk first about uh, the first winner. The former winner is actually the first winner because the program, of course, made its debut last year. Let's talk about that uh, that inaugural winner and roll through your by the numbers. Yes. So for the former, the defending, the inaugural defending winner, James Wharton, is in the field along with three other Super Nationals winners. We got uh, um, Brent Brent Cruz a former winner in micro last year. And I got to find, I just don't, I don't have them highlighted. Now I used to have them highlighted on who, who were former winners and who were weren't. Oh, Connor Zillage. Yes. So Connor Zillage, Brent Cruz and James Wharton are the three drivers who are former winners at the super nationals. So our next by the numbers, let me get to it here. Uh, four female drivers. So that's a pretty good number, uh, for younger categories. We're starting to see a lot more, uh, female drivers, uh, again, in karting, uh, the numbers kind of go up and down depending in year by year, but, uh, it was good to see in the K 100 junior category to see four drivers there, uh, seven different countries represented in the, uh, in the class. So that's pretty good for a second year category. I think it's just for that opportunity, for drivers to be able to do both because as we see with another number of 15 we have 15 drivers going double duty with racing both in the k100 junior category and the x30 junior category so this k100 junior category is kind of like that that extra warm-up class for for some of these x30 junior drivers and then we also have um 10 drivers returning from last year who raced at the inaugural k100 junior class at super nationals 22 Continue. Keep rock. Keep rocking. What do you what do you, what do you see as? Uh, I guess I guess we can talk about. Do you want to talk about pro tour first? I think that's obviously the, the thing we've kind of done. Looking at the guys that have stepped it up on the pro tour category. Uh, you know, number one plate Connor Zilich. Number two plate Kiffin Simpson. Uh, I, I like the way both of those drivers ran throughout the year. I think that with a full season under the belt, I, do you think it? Do you put a lot more? Do you put a lot more weight on the fact these guys have driven the thing for a year? when going against a guy like, guy like James Wharton from Australia? Right? Yeah, well, well, it's experience, uh, but Wharton is is from the country exactly. that the engine package was originated from. So, uh, you know, being in Australia, Wharton obviously has had the experience last year, came into Vegas and, and basically showed everybody how to drive a KA100. <laughs> uh, Zillage, yeah. he did, really, to be honest. Uh, Zillage gave him a good challenge yeah. there at the end, was able to close up and just came up short for the victory. Uh, so it was it was a good end to to a, the debut for the category. But you look at it week wise, I think Wharton kind of had everybody's number uh, throughout the week. So I think, as you said, this year, Zillage has another year mm-hmm. under his belt. But also Wharton also does, too, as Wharton has raced over in Europe, racing at the uh, FIA Karting World Championships and doing other international races. So he's got another year under his belt. Zillage has another year under his belt. 
uh, Kiffin Simpson, as you said, him and Zillage kind of went back and forth for the, ta- the, the Scusa Pro Tour Championship. Uh, and Simpson raced very well over at the IMA International Final in X30 Junior. So he's got some some time under his belt. So uh, you, you throw him in. You got both Morgan brothers, who are probably two of the quickest kids in California right now. Um, Carson Morgan being a two-time Scusa Pro Tour champion in the mini Swift category. And Cole Morgan has been uh, pretty much killing it in KA100 competition in California. So, uh, yeah, um, I think... I think the drivers with more experience are going to be the ones that kind of excel, especially in this category. And it's very similar to what we said in, in mini Swift. One of the couple of interesting names I'll throw out here for you, just because of seat time, whatever it may be. You weren't at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix, but you saw him at the Rock the Rio. The kid that really, uh, really stepped things up at, at Lancaster and came out of the box and won a couple of classes was Max Opolsky. Um, it was kind of a surprise. Max kind of stepped things up. And, you know, we've always, David, talked about the fact that Lancaster – a, a little training ground, you know what I mean? How good are you on the street circuit at Lancaster? Is that kind of play a little bit for how you're going to run at the Super Nationals? Opalski had a good run at Rock the Rio as well. What did you see when you saw him there uh, for the for the the Rock race? You think that because uh, you didn't see him obviously at Lancaster, you only read about it and heard about it from the broadcast. What were your thoughts on Opalski? Uh, he was among the quick drivers there, but again, uh, I only watched the main event because I was doing a lot of paddock stuff and weren't really watching the heat races going on because we didn't have our our normal uh, trackside coverage with the, with the radio. So I wasn't yep. tuned into what was going on in the heat races. And the main event, the Jorge Ortiz just kind of ran away, so it was a big fight for second. And and Opalski was in that fight and eventually was able to get away uh, from that group uh, to to get on the podium. So. Uh, it's definitely a, a progression for him because we, we've seen him kind of be mid-pack to further back than that uh, throughout the season. So I think he's, in the last few months, has really stepped up his game. So we'll see if he can take that momentum from Rock the Rio and move it over into Super Nationals. Some of the other names I like to throw out there. Number one, uh, Logan Adams. I like to see what Logan's going to be able to do here. This you know, He's got obviously got a lot of seat time. What do you think about Logan? Yeah, Logan is a, a solid driver. Um does really well at home, uh, but has a little bit of uh, ups and downs depending on where he's at, what racetrack he's at. So we'll see if uh, if what he's able to do in Vegas. Uh, he was making he's making his first super national start in the K100 category. So we'll see uh, how he transitions to that. Uh, Josh Pearson's another driver that uh, that's yep. that's been a standout in K100 competition. He won California Pro Kart Challenge Championship with under the Rollison Performance Group tent. He's another double duty driver, so we'll see what he can do uh, running both of those categories. Uh, but again, I think he's he's probably stronger. I think even though he was top three in the championship X thirty, I still think he's probably a, a stronger driver here for uh, for a fight in the uh, in the victory for K one hundred. Dave, what about the international field right now? I know that there's Cart uh, Republic and the, and the Cart Sport North America guys have a, a young driver from Italy coming over. Your thoughts on Antonelli? Yeah, coming off a, a win at the uh, U.S. Cup or WSK Cup there uh, yeah. this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I actually missed his name going through the K100 lineup. Uh, it didn't catch it didn't catch my eye. Um, and then I didn't when I was doing my X30 Junior review. Uh, that's when it stood out, and I, I had already posted the K100 review. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's. He's again another double duty driver uh, doing both. So we'll be it'll be interesting to see exactly uh, how he adapts to the uh, the K100 because again it's a little bit of a slower 
uh, cart. It's uh, less grip with the harder Evinco tire. So mm-hmm. I, I know talking with some drivers, uh, some mechanics last year, they, if their driver wasn't adaptive to the, the change in tire compounds, it wasn't a good idea to run both. But uh, being that the Italian has a lot of experience throughout this 2019 season uh, all across Europe, we'll see how that uh, unfolds with him uh, racing both categories. Yeah, I think that that's such an interesting thing because there's that you're you're balancing off that we want the extra track time. You know, we will we'll, we'll run double duty to have the extra track track time. Of course, they want to run for both race wins, but the track time is there. But with such a different power delivery and you know, the engine characteristics and the different tire as well, that's uh, that's, uh, that's that should make things very interesting. I think. I think. I think that'll be a storyline that you and I follow throughout the weekend. Oh, for sure, yeah. uh, and and that just. Yeah, it, it depends on how the rubber gets laid down too, because that the track changes um, throughout the day. So that's another uh, factor to uh, to watch um, when the K100 groups do go out, because I don't think we'll have as many shifters as we previously had. So it depends on how much rubber is actually getting laid down uh, for the uh, the harder compound tires. Interesting point. Yeah, not not near as many uh, shifter drivers in the G1 G2 category. I think we're going to see some good numbers in P1 and P2. Uh, the Pro One and Pro Two class, but uh, yeah, very interesting there. All right, David, let's uh, let's jump into this. This class fully subscribed, big field, forty-seven entries. We got the former winner. In fact, we got the former first and second coming back. We've got Pro Tour One, Two, Three. We've got uh, a hot driver coming from from Italy, coming off a big victory. All right, I went first, and uh, Manny, you go first in K One Hundred Junior. What are your predictions? My predictions for this category. I think Wharton's going to be right there, but I think he's going to get beat to the line. And I think this year it's going to be Brent Cruz. I think uh, Cruz has just been very fast everywhere he goes in the K100 class. And I just, I just think he has that, that smooth factor that just, it just mends with the K100 engine package that uh, he's just going to be able to, uh, to be one of those guys that are, is going to be up front. I think Wharton's going to be very quick. I think these two will battle, and I think Cruz ends up uh, beating him out at the line. Uh, I have Cole Morgan finishing third. I think Morgan's been a fast driver, again, in the KA100 category. Uh, again, it's different from the X30. So some guy, some kids can gravitate to the KA100, and I think I think Cole Morgan is one of those. I think Zillage, you can't deny that he's been fast. He was fast last year, and he's been fast all year long coming in as a Pro Tour champion. So I put him fourth. And then you talk him up enough that I put Max Opalski into the fifth fifth position. Ah, okay, uh, I like that. I'm I'm with you P one and P two. I put Brent Cruz P one. Um, I just more and more that I watch Brent, the more that he just becomes a more mature driver. That you know, driving a bunch of different things. Anytime he can get get behind the wheel of something, a USPKS champion this year, swept the action at Spring Nats. I'm going to put Cruz P one. I got Wharton into second. I've got Connor Zilich in P3, and I think this is going to be one of those battles up front where they just go back and forth and back and forth. I really do. Um, I'm calling Kiffin Simpson for P4. Um, the number two plate on the Pro Tour this year never finished outside the top four in six races. Summer Nats winner as well. I just And, of course, he was in the kind of lead top ten last year, finished seventh. I think Kiffin Simpson, I'm going to put him P4. And... I've been burned before by by underestimating some of the the, the drivers coming in from international in the international scene. I'm going to go with Andrea Kimi Antonelli uh, for P5. I think when you you have the kind of results he's had in Europe, 
uh, and in Italy. I think uh, I think he'll make the transition here pretty quickly. He's with a solid team. I'm going to put Antonelli P5. Yeah, interesting choice. Interesting choice. Now, okay. if he, do you think crew? I think you think it's going to be a top three fight. I do. I think I think Zilich will be in the top three for sure. I don't think I just the K100 category. I think it's harder to get away. I think that when the guys are good, you're in that you know you're in that draft like crazy. I think it could be top five guys together. I don't think it's going to be a two driver breakaway. I don't think so. So you think? Do you think Cruz and Zilich will work together, or do you think they'll work against each other? Uh, I think probably together for the first half and against each other for the last five. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yep. I, I don't know. That's my call for that's my call for the the junior drivers though. You good to go with that? You had with that? I got it marked down, ready to go. All right, good stuff. All right, let's go into the X thirty junior class. Then we'll take our last break of this podcast. X thirty junior, uh, brought to you by Orsalon Racing. Seventy five entries. Packed field for the drivers next 30 junior, which means we're going to have a last chance qualifier, which I like. Um, David, just scroll through the former winners here. Man, there are some, there's some pretty impressive drivers when you look at the, the guys that have been victorious in next 30 junior. Well, one thing I talked about at the beginning of the preview was who has won here in the category. Uh, we've had 11 different winners since 2009. Uh, Felipe Fraga was the inaugural winner aboard the Tony Cart. After that, we have uh, some very familiar names that uh, watch international racing. Jake Dennis driving driving a top cart in 2009. He took that victory. Yao Vieira winning in 2010 aboard a Tony cart. Uh, Then after that, we have two Formula One drivers who uh, happened to race at this event uh, and win. Uh, George Russell aboard the Intrepid and Lance Stroll on a Tony cart uh, in 2011 and 2012. So, uh, very awesome, right? very, yeah. very cool to see that. It's just, it's just, this is one of those categories. I mean, we've had, you know, like Mamo Gidley, we've had, um, uh, who are some of the inaugural winners? Um, no, now Mamo didn't win, but, uh, with part of the super nationals, um, yeah, Mamo won the super nets okay. back in, I think two, 2000. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scott, Scott Speed. That's what I, I was trying Scott to think Speed. of Scott Speed, Scott Speed Baron. Yeah. Uh, so we've had, um, uh, some some very popular names early on. So now it's now that the Super Nationals is getting into its third decade, essentially or fourth decade almost. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just cool to see the names. Uh, you had Logan Sargent in 2014, a uh, karting world champion in the junior ranks, now racing F3 in Europe. Uh, Arthur Lees from Brazil, who is uh, now racing uh, F4 here in North America. Uh, and then our last three winners, Tyler Gonzalez, Jack Crawford, and Jeremy Fairburn. All these drivers have gone into car racing. So it's just it's exciting to see um, the number that the, the drivers coming up through the ranks and, and winning at the Super Nationals and then taking that and moving up the ranks of motorsports. Agreed. Uh, Super Nationals is obviously one of the is one of the highest stages in karting. It, it's the very it's the big stage, of course, in North American karting. Uh, it's up there and, and thought of very well for drivers around the world as well. Um, and to see at, at that level, you know, David, you and I talk a lot about the fact that karting can be so many things to so many people. P- some people lament the fact when it's focused that karting is really just a stepping stone or development ladder when it really is a sport in and of itself. I think we're all super happy when we hear guys like Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton and whoever, Max Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo, talk about the fact that karting is that pure, 
pure level of the sport where they had more fun when they were racing karting was more pure than anything else they've ever did. Well, that's when you come to a super nationals event, you know, you're going to get some of the guys that are at the very top of the sport in junior. And they're trying to, they're, they're trying to be the next F1 IndyCar or, you know, sports car champion. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, obviously IndyCar and Formula One being the primary targets. And, and that's, that's why we get these guys. And that's why when they're able to win races, they springboard off of this into something else. And, you know, to see George Russell, Win back in, in 2011, it kind of blows my mind that you flick on the TV now and watch, you know, George and Lance Stroll racing Formula One. George was a, an intrepid, you know, young intrepid driver back then. He was a little bit shy, but he was a cool kid. Um, I remember interviewing him on the podium, and that was that was awesome. So it's – and we're going to see more success at Logan Sargent and Arthur Laced and Tyler Gonzalez, who went, uh, you know, MX5 Cup racing, Jack Crawford, who was – uh, only 14 years of age this year in the in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship became a challenger near the end of the season. Jeremy Faber making the jump as well. These are names that we're going to see for the next number of years, and we're just going to keep adding names because you look at what 74 drivers. What was it? Let's say it was 74. Yeah, Dave? sorry. How many in this category? 75, 75, 75 entries. It's two pages of entries here for for my notes, and it's. That's what this is all about, man. That's that's the beauty of this particular program. Uh, let me go through by the numbers here a little bit just to get, yeah. give you more uh, data before we get into talking about some of the drivers and our predictions. Uh, three former winners at the Super Nationals are in the field. Two drivers from the mini category and one from micro. We have uh, Brent Cruz, as we said, Connor Zillage. Uh, another former uh, mini winner, and then the uh, uh, Vin- Vin- I can never say it. Vinicius. I can, see, Vinicius. I can't say it. I, I hear it, but I can't say it. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> you, well, you do, remember, we you do the writing. I do the talking, except for on the podcast. So, so okay, Vinicius again. So he again. He was the inaugural micro winner back in 2016. So three former winners uh, in the field, but obviously, as we said, none of them from the junior category. So we're going to have a twelfth yeah. different winner in the category. Uh, Eleven different drivers. Uh, Yes, I said 11 different drivers have won the X30 junior category. That's awesome. Uh, I think that's awesome. 14 drivers graduating from mini Swift at last year's Super Nationals moving into X30 junior this year. 15 countries represented on the entry list and then 15 drivers racing both K100 junior and X30 junior. And then 24 drivers returning from the X30 junior field of Super Nationals 22. So a lot of experience in this field. That's that one thing yeah. uh, we're not lacking is experience. But there's still there's still a number of drivers that have not done a super nationals that that could stand out uh, come Super Sunday. All right, let's uh, David. Let's throw uh, let's throw some names out here. Obviously, we'll begin with the Pro Tour one two three the plate holders, uh, Freddie Slater. Uh, winning the championship in the in the in the Pro Tour, uh, Brandon Tyner P two won at the at the Winter Nationals, and Josh Pearson uh, P three wasn't able to actually win on the Pro Tour, but champion on the California Pro Car Challenge in both KA one hundred and X thirty Junior. How do you rate those three drivers coming in here? Well, you look at Pearson, like you said, two championships at the regional level. He finished here fourteenth, so. He's got more another year under his belt. Again, this is going to be his second year at the Super Nationals in the category. So he's just one of those. He was quick in many. He was always one of those quick drivers in many, and it just took him a little bit of a, of a experience to garner some of that experience to get better, and he's gotten better. And to be able to 
be one of those championship contenders coming going into the summer nationals was was huge for him. Uh, obviously, it didn't turn out the way he wanted, but uh, I think he's going to be really strong here in Vegas. Tyner, again, making his second start at the Super Nationals, finished 28th last year. So you can definitely be sure he's going to be among the top 15 uh, battling yeah. it out. But really, Slater, you know, he's he's a unique story because, again, he came over. He's racing here in junior because he's not old enough yet in Europe to race. In, it's only 11, right? He, yeah. So he just turned – I think he just turned 11 this year, so he wasn't – able to graduate up to the next category yet and so he came over and raced the junior category here this and and won in five rounds it didn't take him six rounds he won he won in five rounds so but that's that that's the craziness of this x30 junior category because it's different from session to session day to day but uh he was he was only he's only finished top 10 in the two mini races that he did here at the super nationals so uh, temporary circuits might not be his thing. So we'll see, uh, how things kind of unfold now as we go into the week. So you, you mentioned Tyner, you mentioned Pearson, some impressive drivers, just, just outside the top three as well. And just the way the pro tour kind of rolled out, the racing was so aggressive up front, throw Luca Mars in there as well. You know, we talk about all the international experience that some of these drivers have and what they've been able to do internationally. Luca Mars is right there as well. He's done a, a number of races overseas. We've already mentioned Connor Zilich, uh, Pro Tour champion in K100. He was seventh in X30 Junior. I like both of those guys to be in the front battle too. That's a, Again, this is so hard even to figure this out, who's going to be up front. You feel, I feel like somebody that we're talking about, David, is going to be like 12th or 13th at, at one point. You know, in the, like it's just, that's going to happen. You can't, not everybody can be top five. Well, that that's how that's how the supernationals unfolds. Yeah. You have yeah. you have drivers you expect to be up front. You have drivers that you thought might be in the battle that are either step up or step down, and then you have then you have the wild cards that come out of nowhere that that are right there, and then the land on the podium comes Super Sunday. So that's kind of the beauty of the supernationals. Well, and you, you know, you, I mentioned uh, Luca Morris. So you go to, go to that just simply go to the Speed Concepts Racing Stable. Right on the Tony carts with 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 uh, Mike and Alex Speed. You throw Kiffin Simpson in there. We already talked about Kiffin potentially running for a race win in KA KA one hundred. Then you got to throw in guys who like Luca Mars, as I said, Luca. Right. Then you got to look at as well Justin Arsenault, who could potentially win from that team. Luke Lang. Like these are four drivers who we've watched at least one or two races be leading Pro Tour events, and yeah. they and and. And of course, the speeds have a long history at the Supernats, essentially all of them. You know, they've been there from the very beginning with both Scott and Alex. Uh, they know how to approach this weekend. They obviously know how to take care of the drivers mentally and physically at this. I think the, I think those four drivers I, I brought up, do you feel the same way about the Speed Concepts crew? Oh, for sure. And so then you add in the team dynamic. What's, yeah. you know, how do the teams approach it? Because we have the same thing with the Rollison Performance Group with Tyner and Pearson. And then, and then yeah. you add in Bryson Morris. Bryson Morris finished fifth in K100 Junior last year, moving over to X30 Junior this year. And he won at the Scusa Pro Tour race at the Summer Nationals. So he went from 12th to 1st. Mind you, it was his home track, but still to go from 12th to 1st against Pro Tour caliber drivers is amazing. So you have well, that. Dave, stay with your roles and performance group. How about Jason Leon, That's the Canadian, the coming, coming off a tremendous <laughs> – you are setting up for it, of course. Set coming off a, a run. We watched him at the Rotax Grand Finals. The guy was fighting for the race lead every heat race. It was awesome. 
every heat race ended up yeah. on the podium after uh, penalties uh, shook out, actually dropping Luca Mars off the podium and moved uh, Jason up uh, into the third spot. So, yeah. So you got Jason that's racing under Rawlison. So you got you have that team dynamic that also factors into it because, you know, qualifying again, very key uh, here at the Super Nationals. So drivers working together, how well are they doing it? Are they are they able to come across the line one, two, three, or four? Or, you know, is it is it one driver leading not doing the job that he's supposed to do when they go out for qualifying after they've been doing yeah. it all practice yeah. long? So uh it's yeah. So you have you have the the strong drivers and you have strong teams. You put all that in together, you you, you turn on the blender and then boom, we're at qualifying. So we'll see uh, kind of how that unfolds. But uh and then you throw in drivers who have experience, like we said. James Wharton. Wharton's going to come in and do both races or both categories this year. So he comes in as a KA 100 winner last year at the Super Nationals. Been racing overseas all year long, so he's got that experience. But he's racing alone. He's yeah. in a parallel. He's all by himself. Who is he going to partner up with? Or is he just going to play the field, figure out what drivers he needs to be around in order to get those fast laps? And I'll echo what you said about the, about the team part of it because it, I obviously it plays in two ways, right? If your team is good, you know, that the rising tide lifts all boats. You know what I mean? If, if the team feels good, if they're, you know, maybe even if just one driver is making it work, they can transfer the setup to other drivers. If the team is strong, normally everybody can kind of be strong as long as the talent is there. If the team's struggling overall, you know, then it kind of brings everybody down. And then you mentioned being on track, David, not just in qualifying, having some help in qualifying, but it's nice if you're, if you guys all qualify well and you're racing around each other, you talked about Wharton not having a friend. If you get, you know, three or four of the Rawls from performance group guys or three or four of the card sport North America or speed concepts or crosslink guys, whoever it is, they start getting together, man, that can, it can make such a difference, especially in some of these cutthroat, you know, elbows up kind of heat races where you're just scrounging for every position you can get. Yeah, but heat races is a different story because I think it's kind of one for all, all you think for so? all for yeah. none. So, oh, uh, it's super nationals. We've seen yeah, a lot right. of times where where the, the teammate like I'll help you get up there, but once we get there, it's it's kind of on your own. Uh, but again, I could be wrong. Some of these kids might actually work together. Uh, any other names? Well, you, we brought up Andre Kimi Antonelli a little bit, the Mercedes Junior Team and, and Rossberg Racing Academy driver. He's doing double duty. Obviously, we're excited to see what he's going to be able to do, uh, his debut at the Super Nationals. I mentioned Justin Arsenault. Uh, I think a driver who could be one to watch because he finished seventh last year and has really turned into a, a pretty solid junior driver. That's John Burke with uh, Iron Rock Motorsports. I think the Texan needs to be watched for sure. I think he could be easily a dark horse to be able to go for the race win. Uh, maybe even what about Dale Curran? For CRG Nordam, Dale, of course, getting a, a race win, a pro tour win at the Winter Nationals. He's a really talented young Canadian. Yeah, this will be his debut with CRG Nordam. So yeah. we'll see how that dynamic works. Uh, him moving over to CRG uh, after racing on OTK all season long. So we'll see how that dynamic works. Uh, I keep going back to international drivers, Rob, but I, I have to just because of the, the stature that they bring with them. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert DeHaan from the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, he's been a really strong competitor internationally, was one of the top three uh, championship contenders in the Academy Trophy that Luca Mars was a part of, uh, and then did very well at the uh, Junior World Championships, finishing seventh. So I think DeHaan, even though he's, again, he's one of those guys that's on his own, I think he has the experience aboard the energy cart to uh, to be one of the quick drivers as well, too. 
You mentioned Dale Curran being with CRG Nordam as well, and they'll have uh, Noel Leon back, the, the mm-hmm. Mexican driver yeah. who was one of the top shoes at the, at the Scusa Winter Series. Man, he was good there um, on that CRG. So again, that's, you, you talked about, you know, I, we talked about uh, Dale being very, Dale Curran being quick. Let's see how well he and Leon can dial things in on that CRG chassis to be ready as well. But what are your thoughts on Dahan? With Nash Motorsports, uh, based on our notes on an energy chassis, that's you think that's going to play into the f- factor at all? Different chassis? Is there anybody else on an energy this weekend or that weekend? No, I don't think I don't think yeah. the chassis has anything to do with it. I think he's he's <laughs> a right. fast driver. Um, okay. uh, he's he's raced energy uh, over in Europe. Aside from the Academy Trophy, uh, so I yeah, I really think Dahan is going to be. I, we, we had uh, Dan Schlosser do the. Uh, the, the mechanic minutes uh, from the Academy trophy. So yep. he had mentioned in, in one of his uh, posts, I believe it was the opening round for Academy trophy when Don was on the podium he said, man, this kid is fast. He's good. So uh, I, I like to, I like to go off what other people are saying that I, I respect in the sport, even though I don't respect you, but I do listen to you. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> Why is this happening but, right now? Uh, but uh, I do respect Dan and I, I take his opinion uh, very seriously. And, and so I, I kind of, you know, I have my eye on him, but like you said, Antonelli, like that's another international name. So, you know, it could be, it could be another international win that we haven't seen, uh, happen in the tag junior category since, uh, Arthur released one in 2015. Man, that's, uh, this is dude. This is so hard. I don't even know what this. I can is, go this first is, again if you want. If that's what you you're, can't. Is that why you're um you're you're, you're stalling? A stalling, bit? stalling yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly why I'm stalling right now. This I'll is, go f- uh, because I we just got done talking with Robert Dehan. I'm gonna go first, and he is my winner. Wow. I have okay. I have Robert Dehan winning over Luca Mars, Connor Zillage in third. I have Jason Luing in fourth, and I have John Burke in fifth. I think it's just. There, I mean, like you said, there's probably yep. 10 other drivers that we could throw into this top five. And I just, you know, it's it's almost kind of just roll the dice and and see what numbers popped up. And and these were the five drivers, I think, that are going to stand out. I think Burke, um, kind of working with Iron Motorsports and Super Tune, I think he's going to be more Super Tune uh, at, at Super Nationals. But, um, you know, they had, they had Jeremy Fairburn win last year. So I think that's going to help Burke's experience. He's got Freddie Slater there. I didn't have Freddie Slater in my top ten, five, as you, as you see. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Who's young? But I think, yeah, I think he's, he's, I don't, I don't think he has that temporary circuit mentality. So that's why I haven't put him in there. But I think Burke does. I think he's a bigger body, just kind of like how Jeremy Fairburn is last year. Yep. Um, so that's why I put him fifth. I think Jason has the, the international experience. And you can't deny him finishing third at the Rotex Worlds. Uh, Connor Zillage, again, he's been he's been fast everywhere. Him and Luca Mars, I kind of put them together because they've been together everywhere they've gone over the last what two months. When you talk about Rock Cups Super Final, you talk about Rotex Grand Finals, you talk about yep. Rock the Rio. They've been they've been either on the podium together or they've been right together in in the final position. So uh, so that's why I have them locked in at second and third, and then I have Dehan winning it all. Funny, I uh, I had just finished writing mine down when you started, um, and here's my deal. Uh, I'm going with John Burke for the win. Um, I and I thought exactly what you did about uh, Fairburn last year, winning with the Tony and and working with the team that they're working with. I got John Burke for the victory. Uh, I think it's going to be his breakout win. I think he uh, he's always battling for that win. I think he's got it. I'm going to go with John Burke. 
I got Luka Mars second, Connor Zilich in third. Very same with you. Um, again, just the one of the things about the Supernats is I think you have to have a mental toughness uh, to be able to get success because I think it's such a long weekend. It's five days. Uh, even though you're only on track for half the day, you know, from Friday to Saturday, I mean, from Wednesday to Saturday, I think it's a, gr- a grueling deal. I think that uh, you pounded out so hard for those four hours your track side working with your team and it being just such um, it's, there's so much pressure to a certain extent, desire to win, you know, drivers putting their own pressure on themselves. But when you get to super Sunday, you can feel it. It's electric. And I think that uh, Mars and Zilich with the experience they have overseas, I think is going to, going to be strong. I'm going to put the Han in fourth only because I, 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 I've watched what he's done, but I don't know well enough about it. Um, and the, the, you know, the only thing, I guess, when you come over here and you're an international driver, you're not going to get any favors. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to really give you any room at all. Uh, we've seen international drivers do extremely well here. If he gets out front, I will say this, if he gets out front and gets a bit of a gap, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away to the win and you end up getting the, the big money on that one. Because, it, But if he's racing in a fight with guys with their elbows up, I think that I don't think that he's going to be given any room whatsoever. So I got the Han in fourth. And I've got Jason Leung like you in fifth. I think uh, I just don't think you can play down momentum. And Jason's on such a good run. Rawlson Performance Group has been on such a good roll, especially the Super Nats. Last year, they put all eight of their uh, senior drivers into the main event, which was tremendous. Uh, I think that the, that the Rawlson Performance Group has a really good feel uh, for the Super Nats. So I'm going to put him P4. Again, I could have went with Tyner. I probably could have went with Pearson. Um, I just went with Jason Leung because there's momentum. That's my At thought. least you have three drivers in different spots than I do. I'll give you that. Yes. But, you know, yeah. at least you are understanding my greatness and, you, and you're following along. <laughs> I was, with me. well, it's, it's, I'd written it down. I just written Leung down when you started and yeah, so it, it is what it is, but I've written Burke down and I got like, man, cause I was, I wasn't sure you'd put Burke in there, but when you said I already had him written down, you said third. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I, again, it's, it's again, it, there could be five drivers, totally different drivers. Oh, drivers. for sure. Especially that, that could be, uh, yeah. and that's the thing. I don't have, I have the numbers, but I didn't put them in the, in our, uh, our rundown. I'll do that for our part two rundown to see where we ended up last year. Yeah. And uh, we'll have, I'll have a little more time this week to do like, that. I'm just going to throw it. It could literally be Kiffin Simpson, Dale Curran, James Wharton, Branyan Tyner, and Freddie Slater. What about Brent Cruz? Or Brent Cruz. <laughs> this is it. Like there's, I can't there's, imagine, yeah. there's too yeah. many. For sure. It's, that's the thing. It's just, there's uh it, it it's just enough. Not too many. That was awesome. All right, David, uh, where are we here right now? Let me Commercial. See my, where's my notes? Where's my notes? Got them right here. All right, folks. Final commercial, the inaugural edition of the ECAN Outlap. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We are previewing five of the 10 classes you're going to see at the Scusa Pro Tour, or rather the uh, Scusa Super Nationals, just a couple of weeks away in Las Vegas. Stay with us. We'll wrap things up after this break. The Kart Republic has arrived in the USA, and it's been taking the world by storm. Kart Sport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Kart Republic chassis. And as a leader in American karting, they are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Kart Republic racked up an unprecedented amount of championships in its first season in 2018, ranging from the Scusa Winter Series in X30 Senior, the United States Pro Kart Series in Mini Swift and X30 Pro, the FIA European Championship, 
and the FIA World Championship in OK Senior. Whether you'd like to find out the Cart Republic dealer closest to you or schedule an arrive-and-drive package with its official North American race team, contact Cart Sport North America through their official website, kartsportna.com. If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scusa Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts and all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the mini categories, to the Heron for taggeries, the Road Rebel for gearbox competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. Le Mans, Daytona, Sebring. The most legendary endurance races in the world where man and machine push the limits of physics in an attempt to beat their competition and the clock. Are you ready to take on this challenge yourself? Well, the SimCraft 24 Hours of Orlando Karting Event returns for 2020 with USAC Karting. Get out of the winter and into the Florida sun with a new date on February 1st and 2nd at the Orlando Kart Center. With a field already exploding after the 2019 event, there are less than 10 entry spots remaining. It's going to be an exciting event with factory and dealer-supported entries from DR Kart, CRG Kart, TV Kart, Praga, Margay, GP, Mac Minarelli, Tony Kart, and Cosmic. Don't miss your chance. To register a team, head to 24hrsoforlando.com to find the rules and the event schedule. Once you're ready, you can save your spot with a $600 deposit to hold your place in the largest 24-hour carning event in North America. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network final segment here on the EKN Outlap as we preview uh, the upcoming Supercarts USA Super Nationals November 20th to 24th at the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino. As always, make sure you tune in to EKN, our uh, ecardnews.com slash live page. We'll have all the live coverage from qualifying through all the way through Super Sunday. But of course, Supercarts USA as well, using our audio to stream live on Facebook and a chance to watch all the action taking place in the parking lot at the Rio. David, let's wrap up this uh, this Outlap podcast with a look at KA100 Senior. Again, before KA100 Junior, you talked about how this category really has just exploded across the country. Um, Yamaha was always super positive, but then I don't know, it's just the age of the engine, whatever it was. People ask me that question, why isn't Yamaha going if people like the KA100? It's touch and go. It's a, it's a fun motor to drive. I don't know what to tell you, but the bottom line is people are on board with it. 50 drivers will be in the category, which will be sponsored by Bell Helmets this year. 
It's it, and it was one of the thrilling main events that we had last yeah. year because we had, I believe, it was five or six drivers in the lead group had a little bit of contact coming the white flag, and then the final, just the final circuit, and just how everything kind of unfolded. It, it's again, it's one of those pack races. It's like watching Talladega or Daytona and NASCAR, or watching the Indy Five Hundred <laughs> at at uh, you know, it's just it. You don't, you're not quite sure who's going to come out. And, and be victorious, and that that was kind of how it unfolded. And we had Stephen Barros uh, coming out as the inaugural winner last year, and what was an epic main event. Uh, again, when you'll go through the the by the numbers this past weekend, you played the uh, uh, all the Super Sunday broadcasts on the Ecan Radio Network, and I tuned in really quickly, just showing a friend of mine uh, that we had the app. I was showing him what we put together and, and how you could easily it was. You just download the Ecan Radio app, tap it. We're twenty four seven with all our all our content, and I, as I came on, it was the last five laps <laughs> of this K one hundred senior, and I just stopped. I had to stop, and, and it sounds it sounds ridiculous that I was listening to myself, but I was. But I was getting goosebumps because I'm kind of remembering how those last five laps played out, and how and how Stephen Barros made that move on the last lap, and how emotionally and enthusiastically he celebrated on the cool down lap and the interview we did at, at, at you know, in victory lane, it was, man, there was just, I'm the fact that I tapped on it at the right time. It was perfect because I just, I stopped for like 10 minutes to listen because man, they put a show on last year and I just thought it was just absolutely amazing. And I'm looking forward to this year's too. Oh, it was amazing. And looking at the, the time schedule from last year's, it was the, Second yeah. to last class, so it had it was K one hundred senior X thirty master and pro shifter. We actually had it was like a, a a early sunset, or we were delayed or something, and it was so it was it wasn't as bright out, and it was you know the pro shifter was nearly in the dark. It actually had the lights on, if I recall, during the yeah, lights were on. Pro sh- yeah, we had yeah, lights on. So that that K one hundred, so it wasn't quite dark, but it wasn't light out. So it just it had that eerie feel to it. It was just it was a magical event to watch. It was as you said, I I I haven't listened back to uh, to the main event, but it was I can see it in my mind. I remember wa- as we were sitting there watching the final laps and and watching the footage on the uh, on the on the monitor there as you were calling it. It was just uh, it was pretty cool to see. It was, and and again. The pack, the pack style of of the engine package, right? The way the way they drive, the way you run together, and the kind of open nature of the racetrack. Now you say they're going to make some changes, but the track was kind of open last year. Remember a lot of if any if there was any complaint from drivers, they thought the track wasn't overly technical enough, right? And then what we saw was as soon as the drivers started to get into the lead, they started to run the defensive line, and that packed everybody else back up. So I think just the way that the the, the engine package, the way they the the racing it provides, plus the way the track was designed, it's just going to be another you know top ten, top twelve guys running all together until mm-hmm. they start to pull away a little bit. I, I got to believe that. I got to believe that's how it's going to play out. Yeah, unless unless they do make it a little bit more technical, making depending yeah. on the radiuses of each corner and how how they, especially in the far section that we couldn't really see. I think that might be the area where they make it a little bit more of a change. But uh, I, we'll see. I, I I loved how they came to us. Coming on that down that long straightaway, you had two one eighties into a ninety, and then the, that big sweeping corner right there at the pit in pit out area. I think w- that corner was really fun to watch because you couldn't really run a defensive line because if you did, you were going to get the cro- the over under 
definitely for sure on you there. So, uh, I don't know. I think I thought it raced really well, I think, but as you said, with the K 100 category drafting and and big packs are part of it, but it's, it's, that's just how it's going to be. I think no matter the racetrack that you have. All right. Uh, let's, let's have a look any more of the numbers you want to throw out there, David. You you got, yeah, you haven't done by the numbers yet. No, by the numbers. Yeah. Well, the first one, the first one, I think it's a nice little trivia thing. Let's see if you can remember. We only have one previous Super Nationals winner in the field, and it is from the year 2000, K3 Novice winner. Oh, man. K- and, I gotta- and he was actually in the field last year. K3 Novice winner. K3 Novice winner. From now two- you got to go down the Hold entry on. list. I'm going down the from, from 2000. From 2000. What was K3? Do you want me what to was, give you what any was, clues? What was K3? Was that the 60cc Novice class? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Uh, 2000 mind you that that's 19 years ago uh, trust me dude i get it let me just let me scroll through <laughs> you for a second i was there remember and the guy could probably run masters who knows uh, <laughs> he he raced last year i'll give you that he raced last year in what category in this oh, category dude, i know exactly it's greg welch there you go <laughs> hey, hey, he's a, what do we dude, have for him johnny that's right baby yeah he he was a race winner that's right greg welch in the 60cc novice class i do remember that yeah, that's yep. good. All right. Yep. You got yep. me. Yep. So four is the next number. Only four drivers from outside the United States are in the field. So it's a very USA heavy field. Uh, six graduates from KA 100 Junior are racing here in 2019. So a little bit of a graduating class there. Uh, seven of the top 10 finishers returning from the 2018 Super Nationals. So seven of the top 10 guys coming back. That's that that alone tells you how competitive this field yeah. is going to be. And then a total, really only a total of seven, but yet only a total of 17 drivers are returning from last year. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of experience that are coming in, but have never raced at the super nationals. Dude, I just, I'm, I'm working on my, my picks right now. This is but ridiculous. It, it, it is. It's it is, ridiculous. But, uh, but it's kind of you kind of have to look at it, kind of how the pro tour kind of unfolded throughout the year. Yeah, but dude, there's the so pro tour. Uh, go ahead. Well, I, I don't say, think so. Be- tour, go. I don't. You think- don't think so? Well, because but think about it. Well, because there's dude. Oh, here's why. Because there's these pockets of K100 with like super like California Pro Car Challenge area, Pro Tour, USPKS. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. But th- there's like who do you? There's these pockets of top five guys that could easily be their own top five. That's, that's the way I feel. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe for our next uh, next show, we should Facebook Live you making these picks, and then you can <laughs> then you can cry to the camera because you know you're going to lose this prediction contest. Yeah, right? I might need. You know, I'll take some more time for the next one. This is uh, because I feel I'm still feeling good. Let's hey, let's talk pro tour though. Let's let's throw let's throw the guys get well, in there. Talk to the guys. You, yeah, like we said, we have seven drivers who were in the top ten last year returning. Yeah. And then you look at the way the, the Pro Tour Championship unfolded this year. We had four drivers essentially coming into the Super Nationals with a chance to win the title. And it ended up going down to the checkered flag. And then after the checkered flag was flown was when it was decided. Austin Osborne ended up being the the champion after having a second flat tire in a second main event <laughs> right. on the year. So Austin yeah. Osborne went uh i think he had how many wins i can't remember how many wins he had one one win on the year but had two main main events yeah, two he, wins yeah. right two wins two flat tires two wins two flat tires there you go <laughs> so he ended up actually winning the championship after the checkered flag 
because the provisional champion was Nick Persing had a start starting infraction that cost him five positions in that last main event, losing valuable points and dropping him from first in the provisional championship to third in the provisional championship, giving Osborne the championship, moving Nick Ramirez up into second. So, and then you throw in Blake Hunt, who came in leading the championship and ended up having a flat tire in, in the first qualifying session and wasn't able to really rebound the rest of the weekend. He finishes fourth in the title. So you have all four of these drivers who were solid throughout the season and, and, and the championship unfolded. But yeah, all four of these drivers are coming into the Super Nationals. And you know, aside from Osborne, Ramirez, Persing, and Hunt, they all want more. They want it. They, they have that mission because they had that title in their hands at, at, essentially at one point because Ramirez, at one Ramirez point. had an opportunity as well too, but Persing had a better position finish. So Ramirez almost had the championship in, that, in his hand in that last main event. So at one point, all four of these drivers had the championship in hand. Osborne was able to cl- claw his way out of it with the title. But now all, three, all, the, all four of these drivers are coming into Vegas and, and you know they're going to be among the contenders. Yeah, that, that's the thing, and I, you know, I look at, and then I look at some of the guys that uh, you know from California when we did the the, the pro car challenge uh, event at the streets of Lancaster. You know, Oliver Calvo, senior driver coming in this year, uh, four times a winner at Lancaster, and he was able to win the K100 senior category. Jake Drew put a show on coming from the tail of the field. Uh, you got Scott Foster who finished P4 last year, uh, the Australian. Uh, obviously, his dad Kip with the three wins, looking to try to tie. Connor De Felipe. You got some guys coming out of Texas like Alejandro Jaramillo. Uh, you got the veteran like TJ Coyen. You got Brandon Lemke. Don't say his name. Don't, don't say Coyen. No, that, that you're gonna ruin your shot. I just said his name. I know that. that I just said his don't name. Put him in, dude. You're the killer, not me. Don't put him you're in your the, con- predictions. Don't put him in him, dude. You're the dream killer, not me. <laughs> you are the dream killer. You did see the? Did you see the Facebook post though? Uh, no, I'm not sure if I did or not. So there's a bet on the line. There's a bet on the line. Oh, there is. What's, what's there going is. on? If, if he wins the race, yeah, I owe him an ice bucket full of beer. Well, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. Because I'm not going to pick him this year. You're so. not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be the dream killer. Nope. I just mentioned him in the preview that I figured it was, I, I, I owed it to him for ruining his race last year and you did too. But, uh, yeah. So, um. Yeah, ice bucket beer. God, man, I don't even know what to do here right now. <laughs> All right, so as you keep looking down, you mentioned the USPKS program. That, yeah, uh, that, that program actually was one of the first to start with the K100 engine package. Yeah. Uh, so they they have now two year, three years under their belt with the, with the category. This year, they have um, Josh Holtz coming in. Yeah. Uh, he finished second in the championship chase. Uh, Matthew Maccabee finished third. He's making his first Super Nationals. Holtz actually finished second last year, but was given a uh, five-second penalty for jumping the start. So that moved him off the runner-up spot, moving him down to third. Uh, that gave Colton Ramsey the runner-up spot. He's won at the USPKS program this year. He's kind of coming back from a, a little bit of an illness this summer. So he's coming back to uh, to try and move up that one spot up on the podium. Uh, to try and actually win uh, that Super Nationals. So USPKS is coming in strong, not to mention, uh, if I want to keep going on the Merlin Nation flag there, Brandon Lemke coming in, a former Scusa Pro Tour champion in the junior category. 
He's going double duty. He's going to race K100 and X30 Junior. Last time he raced K100 was Daytona at 2018, or yes, 2018, where he won in substitution for Brad Britton. Just wax the field there. So, yeah, there's a lot of East Coast guys that are coming over that are. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Pockets. Yes, that are looking to take. Take it away from West Coast. So if you want to look at it as East Coast versus West Coast, West Coast has it right now, <laughs> but Barros isn't coming back. So it no, might not. be East Coast this year. All right, let's do this deal. Let's wrap this thing up. Nobody else you want to talk about? You know, uh, well, we can if you want. Like, What, what, do, you, what do you want to go through just, here? Let's I, have I a look I've, through. Garrett Adams. Yeah, and Jensen Ultzman, a couple of A's, top of the, top of the, uh, yeah. the alphabetical order. Garrett Adams. Uh, you know, the Newcastle uh, kid, quick. Altsman coming off a win at the Rock the Rio. You got plays the, well, uh, doesn't it? the Summer Nationals winners in the Pro Tour. You got Joshua Fine and Walker Hess, the Utah drivers. Yeah. They're coming in uh, to, to, to put up their elbows against uh, the Super Nationals field. Ethan Ho, true, a challenging true. America's champion. He's making the move up to senior along with. Yeah, he won. Twice in the pro tour, right? Swept the winter nationals in junior, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, so he, yeah, he had the potential to win the, uh, the pro tour championship, but it kind of slipped away from him. Uh, Dylan Christie, another junior driver moving up. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, that's, that's a lot of names there to throw out. You already talked about Drew and Calvo, you know, that's kind of representing the, and Altsman. Those are guys, those guys are kind of what representing the West coast or do we have mountain time? Do we have time? You know, is anybody from the mountain region going to do it? So it's uh, well, that's Greg Welch. Yeah, Greg, Greg Welch. Greg Welch is yeah, like I said, the Utah guys. And how about Jonathan Silva running senior, not running X thirty master? Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, he was last year's Rock the yeah. Rio champion. Almost had a, a almost defended his win this year, but uh, Broken Reed cost him a chance at uh, grabbing the victory this year. So uh, yeah, we'll see in masters. Yeah, in masters. Yes, correct. So we'll see. We'll see senior, how he does like, in the, yeah. again up against the young guns and senior. So. All right, you ready? My picks ready? are in. Okay, my picks. My picks are in. Am I going to yeah, go first? Yeah, it's your turn. Ready to go first? All right, ready for the shocker. I am. Winner in K100 senior, Brandon Lemke. I'm going to go Lemke with the win. I got Josh Hotz in second. Uh, I got Blake Hunt third, and I think uh, from California, Jake Drew P4, very impressive all year long in California, was a, a bear coming from the back at Lancaster, like I said, after an issue in the pre-final in the heat. And I've got Austin Osborne P5, Pro Tour, Pro Tour champion fifth. Did you hack into my laptop and steal my predictions? <laughs> no, why? Were we close? <laughs> We're very close. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow, that's funny as hell. All right. No. Either that or we just go- spend way too much time together. <laughs> that could be it. What do you, is what do you it got? that or we're just that good? One or the other. Well, listen, listen, dude. We don't know we're that good until Super Sunday is good done. Point. We could be wrong on every one of them, like I said. So your your shock for winning it was not much of a shock to me because I have Brandon okay. Lemke winning it all. <laughs> all right. As okay. Merlin Nation finishes 1-2 with Josh Holtz. That's hilarious. Uh, we're both first. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's but hilarious. I, I, got, right. I have to respect the uh, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 uh, with Scott. I oh, got, really? I got, I got Scott Foster. Yeah. Uh, he finished fourth last yeah, yeah. year, so I got him in the mix as well because, again, K100 Easy. is Australia. Yeah, you got to you got to show a little bit of love for uh, Australia. Now. Agreed. So I put him. Yeah, and easy. It could. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I so I put him too. third, right. and then again, I went Jake Drew and Austin Osborne. <laughs> You're I'm not, kidding. I had this written down. I told Dude. you that. 
That is super weird. Yep. Wow, that's funny. So, but I won't pick right. Calvo. That's I crazy. know that because I, I picked him before. So I'm not. I know you talked yeah. about it. It, it. Yeah. So um, I'm not picking Calvo. And again, He's, that that TJ kid. I'm not going to put any any hex on him. Oh, I've never no heard idea. of him before. Yeah, I never heard of him. No, no idea. No, well, that's that's funny. That's really funny. Because I, I, as I'm picking them, I'm like, man, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here a little bit maybe on Lemke. But no, Brandon's just such a – he's a poised driver. Merlin are such good carts. And yeah, all right. So there you go. That's funny. So, <laughs> All right, folks, that wraps it up. We're done. Uh, our next EKN Outlap, episode number two. We're going to try to get it uh, done on Friday, right, Dave? Well, it has to be Friday. I leave, leave Monday anyways. So Thursday or Friday? No, we're going to record it on Friday. Right. We'll uh, we'll see if we can get it up uh, on the radio that day or either on Saturday for playing throughout the weekend. Perfect. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and folks, you obviously you can go to the ECAN Radio Network. We'll we'll play these aggressively. We'll probably just keep streaming them so that you're mm-hmm. going to be able to get them, and then we'll get them out in podcast form. Probably. What do you want to do, Dave? Like Tuesday or Wednesday podcast? Well, we'll do the first one at least Tuesday, maybe the second one Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday. Yep. Perfect for flying when you're flying exactly. to the if you're flying to the flying to the race. Download it. You're good to go. Uh, so part two of the uh, Supercarts USA. Uh, Super Nationals 22 preview will be G1, G2, X30 Master, X30 Senior, KZ, and the Pro 1 and Pro 2 category. David, of course, is going to keep rocking and rolling with his previews. Those will be coming up throughout the entire week as well uh, as we really just start to amp things up. We're looking forward to this year's Super Nationals. Last year, we debuted our Facebook Live debriefs from the bar, from the Shutters Bar. Um was kind of a good place, David, to be able to have some guests join us as they as they worked their way in from the track. It worked out really well. It worked, yeah, it worked out great. It was much better than freezing our asses off outside <laughs> because true. it does get a little chilly. And with the weather forecast being low, you know, low forties for a low, it'll it'll drop down there into the forties real quick. Yeah, so that we did that. I think it was Thursday night, then we or Friday night, then we moved inside. We're going to be inside for the rest of this time. It works better for us. But folks, we hope you jo- enjoyed it. Our first ever EKN Outlap previewing the first five categories of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. We'll do our next one, as we said, at the end of this week. So you'll be able to have it good to go on Saturday and throughout the weekend. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>